0: yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata avyutthanam dharmasya tadatmanam sajammeham paritranay shadhunam vinaaschayasya duskratam dharmasanstha panarthaya shambhavami yuge yuge Whenever there is a decline in righteousness, when there is a rise in evil practices, O Bharat, I myself shall incarnate. To protect the good, to destroy the evils, to re-establish righteousness, I incarnate again and again in every era. And to redeem his place. Over five thousand years ago. Krishna incarnated and led the great war of kurukshetra that can truly be considered as the first-ever world war in the known civilization. And with that great war manifested the greatest tale in the history of mankind. The original author of this narrative is Ved Vyas. It is said that Vignartha Lord Ganesh himself penned down the narrative of Ved Vyas. At that point Vedvyas called it Jai, which comprised of 8,000 slokas. This great event was narrated for the first time by Vedivyasa's disciple, Vapannyadas, to King Janmaja. King Janmaja was the son of Parikshit, who was the grandson of Arjuna. Do you realize, it was over half a century between the end of the Great War and its first ever narration. After that, the grand epic was preserved and propagated using the tradition of Sruti and Smriti for centuries. And after thousands of years, it was compiled and written it was done across the country and beyond rather than at one place over the period of time more details and expansions were added to the story and the story grew in epic proportion the original narration Jaya comprised of 8,000 sloks, but was expanded by Vyasji, latter to 24,000 slokas, which was named Bharat. And by the time Bharat grew to Mahabharat, it had become a gigantic collection of 84,000 slokes. As I have already mentioned, the compilation of the grand epic wasn't done by a particular person or place. Rather, was done not only in the different parts of India and beyond, but also in different languages. If we talk about 19th century, over a thousand manuscripts existed in Sanskrit Devanagari Nepali, Mathali, Tamil, Malayalam, Bengali, Arvi, Persian, Urdu, and other languages. While the core incident in all these are exactly same, endorsing the authenticity of the incident that happened over 5000 years ago, there are variations in the narration of minor episodes. While it is natural in the Surti Smriti tradition, it often becomes a ground for disagreement and controversies among the followers of the epic. To add to the vow is numerous fictional narrative, where creative authors like us have exercised our freedom of expression and imagination to add multitude of stories often altering the actual sequence of events to such an extent that they often represent a contrary tale. In an age where apart from so many variations of the original epic, there are so many more baseless narratives propagated via fictional books, cinema, TV shows, that we seem to have a lost epic. In this series, We shall talk about many such stories and incidents in an attempt to restore the original, authentic tale of the great epic and try to weed out the fake narratives. I'll try to explain those incidents with proper verifiable references and common sense logic. Before we begin our grand journey to the world of Mahabharata, let us try to understand what are those versions which should be considered ancient and trustworthy? First, on regional basis, we divide Mahabharata editions as Northern and Southern recitations. Apart from Sanskrit editions, Northern recitations consist of Nepali, Bengali, Mathali, Devanagari and Kashmiri versions. Southern recitations include Malayalam, and Tamil versions. One of the greatest effort made in unifying the northern recitations was done by 17th century scholar Nilkanth Chaturdhar. He mostly relied on the commentary of Votes Kashmiri Mahabharat and Arjun Misra's commentary on Bengali version, and compiled his own commentary, which is referred as Kant Mahabharat. This version has been in print since early 19th century and is often referred as the Bombay edition. Apart from this, other reputable publications include Sharda edition and Calcutta edition. The dakshinayat is often published and referred as Madras edition. Neil Kunt's Mahabharat became even more famous when based on this, the first ever English translation of Mahabharat was done by Mr. Kishari Mohan Ganguly, between the year 1883 and 1896. This edition is popularly known as KMG Mahabharat and is reputed for its nearly honest and accurate translation of neelkanth edition. Being honest and accurate, it is not called the critical edition. Apart from the complete translation, many reputed scholars have produced averaged version of the story, maintaining its core element honestly. One of the most prominent among them is Mahabharat by Sri Raj which is based on Dakshinayat. In his self-defined objective, Sri Raj Gopalachari aimed at weeding out interpolations and myths and presenting an unbiased version. While this story does not cover entire Mahabharat, In a comprehensive manner, it is well acclaimed for its accuracy and adherence to the original story. Let us now talk about authenticity. Among various recitations and commentaries, there are variations in the incidents. At times, the slokas are different. At other times, some incidents are completely missing or narrated in a different manner. Then how do we decide which one is authentic? To collect and bring out a critical edition of Mahabharat, Pune-based Bhandarkar Research Oriental Institution, abbreviated BORI, constituted Project Mahabharat. The team researched and compared 1,259 different manuscripts in an attempt to segregate authentic incidents and non-authentic interpolations. Many episodes are removed and Bori Critical Edition of Mahabharat was born comprising of 89,000 slokes. Can you imagine how long did this project took? Well, the project started in the year 1919 and ended in 1966 you may be wondering how Bore decided about the authenticity well they applied various different techniques first few incidents appeared only in one or few of those thousands of different editions and were deemed interpolation then they also cross-verified the incident based on the general personality and temperament of the people involved. They also verified if a particular incident is cross-referred elsewhere or not. The reasoning is, if you had a particular incident somewhere, it may contrast with other narratives elsewhere within the epic. Also an important incident would be remembered and talked about at different places or time Within the epic, this approach enhanced the credibility of Bori edition. However, they did something else also. They also removed or modified a few narrative, which appeared not in line with contemporary scientific understanding, to make it more acceptable. This last decision is often the cause of criticism of Bori edition. Puri edition is originally in Sanskrit and the credit of its translation to English goes to Mr. Vivek De So should Bori be considered as the only absolute and ultimate reference? Well, Bori is considered as an authentic for most part. However, it must be understood that it is neither the original nor the only version available. It is based on references and at times amended the content to bring out the critical edition. There are places where it has gone almost shallow by removing the details. In such cases, we must look at an alternative narrative. Another source of repute is a publication by Gita Press. Gita Press has considered Neelkant commentary and Bori as base to bring out an edition which while following the ancient also consider the recommendations of the critical. Let us also talk about what should not be considered as the basis for debating authenticity. The popular TV shows, movies and novels should not and cannot be treated as authentic as they have liberally played with the original facts mentioned in the epic. In this series, we shall talk about those popular distortions as for majority of the people, they are the first and the most popular source for the epic. So here is what I would recommend. If you want to know the trusted story in short, you should start with Mahabharat by Sri Raj Gopalachari. The edition has followed the original epic in true sense, though not comprehensively. It would be a great start. If you want to read in detail, there is a translation of Neelkant Commentary by Kisari Mohan Ganguly, referred as KMG Mahabharat. It is freely available on web and you can find the link in the description below. If you are interested in the critical edition of Bori, the original Sanskrit text is available on the web to read. And again, I will include the link in the description box. So, do you choose to read the English translation of Bori by Mr. Vivek Debaroye, You can purchase it from Amazon and once again, you'll find the link in the description box below. Personally, I would highly recommend you to check out the Gita Press version, which is available in six parts with translation in Hindi and other Indian languages. As it uses both Nielkant and Bori, it is as accurate as it gets. And once again, an Amazon purchase link is available in the description. And apart from all the above sources, there is going to be an exclusive source for you. Well, you guessed it, your own favorite historian. Here, on our channel, I'll keep on bringing various important sections of the grand epic, trying to contradict interpolations with proper references. Please feel free to post your request for a section of our epic where you need me to clarify your doubts and stay with me on the series on historian. You can follow this series in Hindi or in English on my podcast or YouTube channel and the links for the same is in the description box. And if you like these stories, I would recommend you to read my epic fiction, The Accursed God, which is based on the grand epic, Mahabharata. So stay tuned for more Mahabharata stories Thank you.